0: Have you ever been to the cinema in the middle of the afternoon and you sat there and you, the lights go down and you sink into your seat and, and soon your eyes get adjusted to the darkness and you've been there two, two and a half, maybe even three hours. The film finishes, the credits go and then you head out to chatting with your mate or whoever you're with about how great or how not great the film was and you've forgotten totally that it's the daylight. Your eyes have got so adjusted to the darkness. Then you get to the door, you throw the doors open and bang, it's light. It's daylight. What do you do? What you do is you react, you resist, and then maybe you even retreat because the the light is so bright. Or maybe you've been on holiday and you've jetted into somewhere on a plane and and you're you're excited and it's late at night, you get to your hotel. Maybe you're in the Mediterranean or something and and, and it's dark and you go to bed because you're just so shattered because of traveling. And you wake up the next morning and you've forgotten that not every country on the planet is grey and dreary. There are some countries where the sun actually shines, And when you wake up the next morning, you head to the curtains, you open the curtains and bang, the sunlight hits your eyes. And what do you do? You react, you resist, you retreat. Maybe even you put your shades on. Or maybe this happens to you, this happens to me a lot. See, my wife gets up much earlier than I do. She goes to work earlier than me. And so she wakes up and she tiptoes around the bedroom trying not to wake me. But occasionally, she wakes me or I wake up. And that moment when she knows I'm awake... That's the moment when the tiptoeing stops and she puts the switch on, the light switch and bang, my darkness is obliterated and it's glorious light in our bedroom. What do I do? I react. I resist and I retreat maybe back under the duvet. Here's the thought for you. When we resist the light, we actually resist life because light shows what's true and truth brings life. It's kind of a human response. It's a human reaction. Whenever anybody points out darkness in us and shines a light in us, we don't like it. When someone, maybe it's a a partner or a friend or a family member, and they do it really subtly and really nicely, but when they point out that character weakness or or that habit or that attitude, when they shine that light into that darkness, none of us really say, oh, thank you for shining that light. Thank you for pointing that out. No, what we do is we react, we resist, and we retreat. But here's the thing, when we resist light, we resist life. What we've tried to do in this production is to explore light with you this evening. we looked at Christmas lights and lights out and lights off and candle light. And you know there's a guy in the Bible called John and he was a friend of Jesus's. In fact, he was a very close friend of Jesus'. Uh, in fact, when Jesus left, he looked after Jesus' mother Mary and he wrote several books of the Bible and one of the books he wrote was called John, the Gospel of John. And in John chapter 1, he writes some amazing words about light and darkness. And he says this. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. He's talking about Jesus. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And he goes on to say this. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. In other words, when the light came, the people that responded to that, they didn't. They reacted, they resisted, and they retreated. They pushed back the light that was coming. John goes on to say, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, in other words, to those who adjusted their eyes to the light, he gave the right to become children of God. When they adjusted their eyes to the light, they experienced real life. You know, I've... I've recognized something. Um, I'm a parent. Anyone here a parent? Anyone? Yeah. How many of you know parenting is really hard, isn't it? And uh, I've come to the realization that when your kids are young and they're little, it's easier to point out areas of darkness that you might see in their life. That character issue, that habit, that attitude, it's easy when they're younger, but when they're older, it's a little bit more difficult reminds me of a Christmas story I heard many years ago, and it's a story of a kid called Billy, and Billy was desperate for a new bike for Christmas, so desperate that he didn't write to Santa, he thought, I'll bypass him and I'll go higher, and he wrote to Jesus. And what he did is he wrote this letter, Dear Jesus, I've been really good all year, please can I have a bike for Christmas, yours, Billy. And when he looked at the letter, he thought, you know what, that's not really true, and he ripped it up, he wrote another letter, Dear Jesus, I've been quite good this year, I'd really appreciate a new bike, yours truly, Billy. Then he looked at that and he thought, that's not even true neither. Ripped it up, wrote another one. Dear Jesus, I've thought about being good occasionally this year. (laughs) I really, 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 really would like a new bike for Christmas. Yours faithfully, sincerely and truly, Billy. But he looked and he thought, that isn't even true neither. So he ripped it up and he was feeling a bit angry and a little darkness inside of him and he stormed off out the house and he walked down the street and there was a Catholic church on the right hand side and he headed into the Catholic church and he was going to go towards the altar and have it out with Jesus but he he was so angry that he decided to turn around and walk out. And as he's walking out he sees a statue of Mary and he looks around and there's no one looking so he grabs the statue puts it into his coat and goes off home. Gets back to his bedroom takes the statue out from his coat puts it on the desk writes another letter Dear Jesus I've got your mother. And if you ever want to see her again, you need to get me that bike. Yours, you know who. And I've realized that it's easy when the kids are younger, or it's easier to point out the darkness. But when your kids get older, that's a little bit more difficult. My eldest is 22. And if I see areas of darkness in him, it's really hard to shine that light and to point them out because I hesitate because I don't want to break the relationship. And he may well resist, he may well retreat, he may well push back as I try and shine that light. And so I hesitate. But here's the thing, God never hesitates shining light into our lives. Why? Because he knows that where the light is, that's where life is. And he loves us so much that he wants us to experience life as he intended, as you saw in that media piece. But what was broken between us and God has allowed the darkness in and when we see the light, we react, we resist and we retreat. But God is so passionate for us to experience real life that he keeps shining his light even more. You know, I think occasionally we have these moments where we do see the light and where we do experience life. We commemorated one in, in our production uh, tonight, uh, that, that World War I story, a really beautiful story, where those two sets of uh, warring soldiers uh, stopped fighting for a minute and came out of their trenches and met in the middle in no man's land. And they had a kickabout with football and they exchanged cigarette cards and sang some carols and connected as human beings. That moment of light and life. But then it didn't last. They went back to the trenches and the darkness continued. In fact, that song that we sang 1914, A Carol of Christmas, was actually written by people in this church. In fact, Russ, one of our singers tonight, he did the artwork for it. And um, it's receiving national recognition right now, being played on the radio today. It's going to be on breakfast TV, I think. It's all over the place. and It's an amazing song. You can download that song on iTunes. All of the proceeds go to military charities. It's an amazing piece of work. And it commemorates a moment of light and life. But that moment didn't last. And over the next couple of weeks, every single one of us in this auditorium are going to experience moments of light and life. But will they last? Will they really last? You know, um, on that first Christmas story, yeah, um, there were some shepherds and they were out on their field and they were in the darkness and there was no streetlights and they were tending the sheep and they really adjusted to the darkness. And God sent some angels to declare to them that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. And when the light of these angels kind of shone up the sky, and it's hard to believe and accept that, but just bear with me for a minute. When the light came, they were so adjusted to the darkness that they did what we would do. They reacted, they resisted and they retreated. But then God, through the angels, said these amazing words to these shepherds. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What God was saying was this. You know what? I'm not just going to send a temporary light just for a season. That you can feel good about life and you can experience a little bit of light in life. I'm not just going to send a temporary light. I'm going to send the light of the world. The saviour of the world has been born. And when we resist the light, we resist the life. And some of you tonight, you know what I'm talking about. Because in this last year or two, in fact, someone came to me after this afternoon show and she said, in this last year or two, I've met Jesus and, and, and I've, I've, my life has been transformed and there'll be many of you in this room and in the last year or so, you've adjusted to the light. You haven't re- resisted. You haven't retreated. You haven't pushed back. You've adjusted and you've stood long enough to let the life of God move into your life. And you know what that's like. And this is going to be an amazing Christmas for you. But maybe for some of you, you come to Christmas once or twice a year. And if you do, we are really glad that you chose us to come to this year. But can I say something to you? You can come again. You really can. We would love to see you again. We've got a Christmas uh, Eve, 11 o'clock late night, carols by candlelight. And you could come any time in the new year. But our prayer for you is this. That maybe this Christmas time, rather than just experiencing that moment of light, maybe then reacting and resisting and retreating, maybe you would adjust your eyes long enough to experience the life that God has for you. You see, when we resist the light, we resist the life. But when we surrender to the light, we surrender to the life of God. And that's an amazing experience. So, why don't you, this Christmas time, why not even tonight, why don't you say to God, God, let there be light?